If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's. Blimbao Chicken Chowmein, Kheto AKMK, and a whole bunch of other AKAs. The Sobrim Podcast. It's not even a season, whatever. It's a special episode. Impromptu. Mm-hmm. Super mm. impromptu. Mm. It's Big Fred, aka Young Diggable Planet, because I'm cool like that. Mm. Cool like that. Mm. Wow. I'm cool like wow. that. Kiki to a fit. Kiki to a fit. I think, uh, I think uh, that one is a conceptual one. It's very apt. Yeah. Very apt as well. It's very, very apt, you know? <laughs> young Diggable Planet. Yeah. yeah. Young Diggable Planet. Planet. You know? Just one planet. Young Diggable Planet. Just one Just one planet Yeah Cause you cool, cool like that I, yeah. yeah I'm cool like yeah. that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Let my bro get his intro You said it nicely a long time. Oh. Okay oh, man okay. <laughs> Like we said It's a special episode Impromptu But we had to do it We've got a I'm man, sure you I, hear the noise behind. Yeah, yeah like, that's how impromptu it is. Yeah, excuse mm. the noise. Mm. But um, I don't even know what where to start. I mean, this 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 guy, for a person like me, I can say that like, this dude raised me through music. You wow. know? Mm. Make yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's because I'm, this is my big Kito's my big brother, yeah. and and Kito would bring your music back to mm. the to the crib and. And that just, you know, opened me up to a, a whole new world. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, I don't even know how to intro you because it's like, um, it's like a, another brother as well. Yeah. To music. Also, right? I don't, you, know you don't want to do a disservice because there's yeah. so much. There's, there's, there's too so much. much. Yeah. There's, there's too much. You yeah. know what I mean? It's lessons. It's music. Up, my brother. In every shape and form. Crossing. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's how impromptu it is. <laughs> we gotta keep that in there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, but yo, a, a warm welcome to to Ninth Wonder, man. Ninth Wonder, Ninth Matic. Thank you, man. Yo, it's it's a it's a glorious occasion, man. And uh, yep. we, we happy to have you here on the sober Jamla in the house. Man. You know, Jamla in the house. Yeah, yeah. definitely, yeah. It's definitely. Yeah. And I mean, like. Um, I think that's why I introed myself this time as a the young diggable a young planet. diggable planet yeah, yeah, because yeah, yeah. Um, I think that's that's when uh, that's how almost your your name came about, right? Yeah, yeah, it came yeah. from uh, it came from diggable planets. It came from a yeah. song called Ninth Wonder, which yeah. is crazy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's where I got my name from. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, man, I mean, like um, you're here, and I know mm. that you you really wanted to frequent um, um, South Africa. Um, but I mean, the the, the pandemic has, has uh, halted that for a bit. Mm. This is time number six or seven. I got to count again, but mm. we've we've been here a number of times. I know I've been here seven times in the last 10 years. Mm. Um, and every time it's gotten better and better and better. But every time it's gotten normal too. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Because it, it feels like home, you know what I mean? The first yeah, yeah, time yeah. It, was, it was different. But this time, like, I know... You know, we having chicken licking today. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, I've been trying to hold there's, off. There's no more mean that you know which side to call the taxi with. Oh, you say what now? I'm saying does normal because you're saying it feels normal now. Does it mean that you even know how to call taxis? How to get out? See, nah. Taxi? See, what's crazy is you know we had a driver last time. Like the mm. first time we had, we was driven around. Mm. Like the third or fourth time we had Audis. We Audi sponsored our driving. Mm. 
um, would, you, would you further push me to buy one for? Oh, no. um, yeah. Um, but um, yeah, so we we basically have family here now. So mm. we'll Uber for the but for the most part with you know our family and take us around. Oh yeah. yeah. Dope, yeah. Dope. Long story short, he doesn't know how to. Yeah, he doesn't yeah. know. I've been nah, just doing mini bus taxis. <laughs> no, I'm not, no, no, I'm not doing that. You okay, know. cool. Now, Mkhenta will teach you a couple of signs. Yeah. So, okay. You know, if your data's down and you can't get an Uber, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. yeah okay. Mm. Yeah. All right, cool. But delving mm. into it, man, I mean, like, your your history is extensive. Um, and I don't you know, in terms of we can't even fit it into any part. Mm. You know what I mean? I mean, from, from music to to teaching, mm-hmm. you know, it's just um, it's just a, a vast space, right? You know what I mean, and and that's that's where you're in right now. But in terms of balancing the music and the education, where 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 are you finding yourself right um, now? I just you know, I it, for me, it's it's all music to me, pretty yeah. much. Mm-hmm. You know, but I'm in a I'm in this place where I DJing, producing, and being a professor all goes in one, but it's all a chain. I make it, I play it, mm. and I can talk about it. Mm. You know what I mean? So I can make the music, I can comment on the music that I make and the music that other people has made. But then I can also like, and I can play it, but I can also like talk about it and put it in lecture form. Mm. Some people can do one or two. So not too many of us can do three. Yeah. You know what I mean? That can that can take make it and then play it and then explain it to the layman or explain it to somebody that doesn't understand yeah. what we see and what we hear in music. Um, and so, yeah, that's kind of the trifecta. Yeah. I, I make it, I play it, and I can talk about it. Uh, we saw a clip of a young guru saying something very interesting. He said, like, you teaching, you and him, teaching for you kind of keeps you young because you get to get the perspective of, like, an 18-year-old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, we, I've been teaching for 16 years, yeah. right? I started teaching when I was 31. I'm 47 now. Mm-hmm. At the time when I was 31, there were 18-year-olds in my class. That 18-year-old is much different from an 18-year-old now. Yeah. Yeah. See the yeah. world totally different. So we have a hands-on, right in front of us, like litmus test of what 18-year-olds are thinking about. Yeah. And a lot of us in the older generation, we walk around like we think we know. And you have no idea mm-hmm. what and what you know a room full of eighteen year olds have to say about the music, about the culture, what they care about, what they don't. And I have a chance to talk to them all the time, right? And they say, "Well, I got kids. Yeah, those your kids." I'm talking about all different type of kids from all different race, colors, and creeds, mm-hmm. from all different socioeconomic backgrounds. They don't think the same, and yeah. this is the reasons why. So, um, yeah, it keeps us young. It keeps us, and it helps us. Make, still make the music we want to make, but be able to adapt it to them, though. Mm. We don't lose ourselves in what we make, mm. but we want to be able to keep the formula that they can understand it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Man, you've basically been able to tap into everything that you've been interested in as, as a kid. From a formal perspective mm. and you no know, recreational expe- uh, mm. perspective, because from a recreation point, you love music, and then you 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 make music, right? Right. And right. then from a formal perspective, when you were in school, I'm guessing you you, you were um, you majored in history, but you also studied teaching, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I was a, I was going to be a history teacher. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. And then that came to be. And, <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> so how does how do you find yourself in that full circle? Is it the new? Was it the, the whole manifestation thing, or was it all it's, deliberate? It's, 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 it's the creator. It's um, manifestation. 
It's law of attraction. It's thinking about something all the time. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? It's, I don't think people understand the energies that come with thinking about something all the time. You know how they say, don't talk about yourself in a negative way because, you know, that energy can come up. Yeah. But people don't take a lot of time saying affirmative things or thinking of affirmative things. Mm. Like for now, like I want to be involved closely. With, I'm already involved in basketball, mm. but I wanted mm. to be involved, with, you know, closer with the NBA, the National Basketball Association. And I'm getting a chance some way, somehow to do so. Mm. Um, I was a Duke fan for a very long time, Duke mm. basketball. Yeah. Been teaching the Duke for the last 12 years. I used to watch Mike Krzyzewski, Coach Mike Krzyzewski on television. Yeah. Now he's my friend. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, and it's just crazy how those things can just come to light without you, without, by you just thinking about it all the yeah. time. Just thinking about, always constantly thinking about it. And it comes to fruition, man. I can't explain it, but that's how it happens. For me, at least. Yeah. So, With all this happening, what is, what is your role at Jamla? I'm the CEO, founder, the Alpha and Omega. I'm the end all be all. Yeah. I am the, uh, <laughs> but I mean, I have a wonderful team. You know what I mean? Um, Cash is my label president. Um, Tia is my label vice president, who I've known Tia since we were 14. We're now 47. Um, it's crazy. Um, to be blessed to have friends that long. Yeah. Um, Young Guru is my director of operations. So kind of the setup is now, and it's kind of like I just figured as we just kind of figured it out organically. <clears throat> Guru lives in Los Angeles. I'm in North Carolina. Mm. I'm kind of on the creative side where I get mold the artist, get the artist right, distance and the third from an artist director standpoint, uh, development standpoint. And when it's time, they move to LA with Guru. And then Guru does all the label stuff that he's close to the Rock Nation. Um, we don't have a Rock Nation office in North Carolina. Mm. So it's like a process. So we're making it out to be, are you ready to go stay with Guru? You know what mm. I mean? It's like boot camp. It was boot camp. Yeah. So you got to you deal with me and deal through artist direction and development. And then when it's time, we'll ship you out. And right now, Ruben is there, mm. right? Ruben mm. Vincent is, in, is with Guru. And he's, you know, he has the, we have the partnership with Rock Nation. So, his album's coming soon, and mm. and you know we'll see who's next to go stay with Guru. Mm. While we we're still here with Jamla, um, when I know Ruben is with Young Guru now, mm. but uh, what are the plans? Where does the next Jamla as the squad fit into those plans? Yeah, we're working on Jamla's Squad Three. Ruben has recorded mm. so many songs. We just want to name it as Ruben the Squad because he is. <laughs> <laughs> but no, man. Um, Gemma Squad 3 is coming, man. It's, it's going to be dope. I can't mm. wait to for everybody to hear what we have. Um, it's going to have my man Reason from TDE on it. And mm. That's all the name I'm going to say right now. But um, <laughs> but um, nah, man, it's going to be fun, man. It's going to be our mm. compilation. Shouts to Raucous because Mm. Our Gems of Squads is their version of sound bombing. Yeah. I, got, I wanted to do Gems of Squad because the sound bombing tapes were so great. Mm. Um, and so to showcase the entire label of Raucous and yeah. their friends. Yeah. So that's what the idea I got for Gems of Squad. Mm. Yeah. I mean, also, you mentioned Guru living in Los Angeles. Mm. Other people also live in Los Angeles. Are your. I'd say band members, dinner party. Right, right, right. Yeah. So how was how was it working on that with you? I'm just in North Carolina by myself all the yeah. time. Now, um, <laughs> all in LA, man, they be in LA all the time. Then they're yeah. in LA. I mean, it was, it was, we wanted something that was gonna 
show the hip hop generation that is hip hop is closer to jazz than you yeah. think. Yeah. And show the jazz generation that mm. jazz is closer to hip hop than mm. you think. So that's why we did it. And it became a great marriage, man, where Quincy Jones praised it, man. And yeah. I was like, wow. It's a beautiful that's crazy. Game, yeah. Yeah. And I and I didn't know, you never know how songs touch other people until you travel. Yeah. And last night I played first responders and they lost it. Yeah. I mean, it, it's it's big out here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's crazy, man. Mm. It's crazy. I would, you know, I know, you know, Johannesburg and beyond has a great appreciation for music. Yeah. Mm. But even on that, even on the dinner party album, you know, I thought Sleepless Nights or something. Yeah. First responders yeah. is yeah. the one that yeah. went through the up, roof. Up, yeah. Up. Love, it went up. Love You also goes up. Love You, the last song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That so, goes up as well. See yeah. what I'm saying? So, the, yeah. you know, it's, it's, and it's good to get that vibe, you know, because sometimes mm. I think artists from the United States only think from a very stateside yeah. thought process yeah. and they kind of forget that other things vibrate or have different vibrations throughout mm. the globe. Mm. We can take so, the yeah. album cuts as well here, you know? Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 We, we actually love the album cuts. Yeah, we love the album cuts, man. <laughs> I'm seeing, yeah. I'm seeing, I'm seeing, I'm seeing. It becomes mm. a really organic experience when, right. in terms of the music here and what people gravitate towards. To. But now you mentioned something very interesting, right? Like you mentioned how close, the proximity of, of closeness with um, jazz and hip hop. You mm -hmm. know? And the jazz is also one of the genres that like, is also academically, you know, um, yeah. started upon it yeah. and studied, yeah. you know, and, and the same with goes with hip hop, right? Mm -hmm. Now I'm, I've always wondered what does a curriculum, what does a hip hop curriculum look like? And For me, um, I always teach from the historical standpoint first, um, starting from leaving this continent, and a lot of people don't think of hip hop in that particular direction. I yeah. ask most of my students, mm. when does hip hop start? And they say, oh. The 70s. The 70s, or the rapper's delight is unusual. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Cool you rap. know, but cool when rap, I say yeah. 1600, you're 1600, they're like, what? You know what mm. I mean? They really don't understand, you know, the traditions taken from here. Black Americans has been using for a very long time. Just the idea of messaging and passing messages through generation and generation. Mm. And, and how certain customs were remixed every generation, mm. that's hip hop, you know what I mean? So um, it starts from there and then it, it, when it, once it hits the states and we go through a lot of legislation that was passed in order for this to happen, for this to happen, this to happen, for Cool Herc to even end up in the Bronx, mm. you know what I mean? That's where it starts. Mm. Um, so that's what it looks like for me. Um, and most students that sit in my class, they think, oh, we're going to talk about Drake first day. No, we're not. Like, mm. <laughs> we don't even get to him yeah. <laughs> for a very long time. Mm. And that, but that's, I think that's the only way that we can um, put our art form truly in the institution is to make it, it's, gen it's a genius art form. We need to teach it like it's such. Yeah. It can't be just so, oh, hip hop started with Rappers Delight and this is it. No, you have to understand this had to happen, this, 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 before we even get to this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so that's what the curriculum looks like for me. Oh, man. Uh, while we're still here, even on teaching, uh, your friend, Young Guru, has a scholarship with uh, that he takes uh, kids to engineering school mm -hmm. in Cape Town. Are those some of your aspirations to sort of like, I don't want to say lend a helping hand, but sort of teach mm -hmm. what we see Ninth Wonder at Vids or something like that? Yeah. I hope so. Um, it's crazy because I love music and I love basketball so much, mm -hmm. and I'm still on the on the undying search to 
show the world how the two is tied. Mm. Well, hip hop and basketball mm. are tied together so much. Yeah. Um, it's funny because by the date hip hop started in, 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 before they even called it hip hop, the culture started in 1973 in the Bronx. Mm. At the same time, there was a very legendary and still a legendary playground game um, playground basketball game in, in 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 New York City called the Rucker. Oh yeah, yeah, the Rucker. Right. And, yeah. and I don't even want to talk about the Rucker. And, and it's and yeah. it's it's so it's so coincidental that the Rucker mm. and and the culture started at the same time mm. in the same city. Mm. So if that doesn't show you the marriage in between the two. Yeah, it's you know it's it's crazy. Just again, just a, the just the idea of basketball and just music and community. It's all been this one thing for the past 40 something years, almost mm -hmm. 50 years now. Yeah. Almost. So, yeah, mm -hmm. it's like 49, right? Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. I think, yeah, it was 48. Yeah, 49. Could be 49. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. 73. Yeah, next year is 50. Yeah, it's 50, yeah. man. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. 49. Yeah, man. I had to do that. Yeah. Put it back. Yeah. <laughs> I had to. Doesn't come naturally to me. <laughs> now, I, I, like, I'd be remiss not to ask this. Mm -hmm. Little brother. Be remiss. <laughs> nah, man. I mean, you know, I, I usually don't, you know, talk about it. Or whatever, I know mm. um, because I, I personally don't believe family business is family business. I've always thought that. Yeah. But um, I mean, even so, it hasn't stopped the three of us from doing what we want to do in music. You know what I mean? Yeah. Fonte has foreign exchange. It's foreign exchange music. Mm. Um, he has the uh, podcast with Questlove, Questlove yeah. Supreme. Love it, love it. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um. Pooh is making music. Pooh Poo manages loot from Dreamville. Yeah. Oh, what? Right. Um, so he's looking into management. And, and at one, one point he had a, a, a sports podcast. I don't know if he still does it, but he's still making music too. Yeah. You know, mm. groups are tough, man. Now, groups yeah. are tough. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? So that's this is where we stand. And um, Little Brother is a two-man group now. And mm. now for me, it's Jamla. Yeah, and that's just how it the goes. squad. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But you do still bump the stuff because the stuff is still. It's still yeah, I'm going to play it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm going to play it. Not the old stuff. I mean, the new stuff is like, it's also. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's even the times, you know, was, look, we get back and set and then the left back. Yeah. Um, the stuff that Crisis did, I really like. The stuff that Ill Mind did, I really like. like yeah. yeah. There was a song, there was a little brother song that Ill Mind did called Right Here. That's. I thought was one of the best songs we had. Mm. Um, um, he got a few, Ilmai got a few on the Chitlin Circuit that was crazy. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, yeah, I still play it. Like, yeah. yeah, of course. Yeah, because yeah, it's just real fire, man. Yeah. Mm. But now, in terms of, I mean, like you and like still traveling through these times, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And, 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 and still being able to collaborate with like, all tears, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you, 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 you have the breaking artists and then you also... You have the Jay-Z's you know, as well. You've got Jay-Z, you've yeah. got the Destiny's Child, yeah. Mary J. Blige, yeah. I mean, You're like... My girl. And then... I'm start doing that when I start yeah. saying that. <laughs> <laughs> Do it in the air. <laughs> I know what that means. They up there. You know what I mean? And, in, and then even in this age, you've got like... On like phenomenal songs, like you, you work with like a Kendrick, you know oh, what yeah. I mean? Like, how how is it for you to stay on the pulse like that 
and to be, I guess, also accessible to new artists for them to collaborate with you? What, what What's the space that you have to be in to be like And that? also still doing it from home, home. Yeah, like yeah. you didn't move out and like, Kind of get in the culture or in the business, go to yeah, York, you know, in the CBDs, let's, let's play the you know, game, you know what yeah. I mean. There's a there's a poem called "If" by Roger Kipling. If you didn't know this poem, mm-hmm. "If" by Roger Kipling. There's a there's a sentence in it that said, "If you can walk with kings, nor lose the common touch," and I I live by that. Um, I've been with Jay and and kings and queens. I've been with Jay and Destiny's Child and Kendrick and. I think the latest thing I've done on a major project was DJ Khaled. Mm. Um, before that, it was Two Chains. Mm. Um, Kendrick was before that. Mm. Um, Anderson Pack was before that. Mm. You know, I think it started when <clears throat> I remember the night I played beats for Jay Z, right? And I played beats for him. He asked for the BCD to ride home to. Mm. I was on Cloud Nine, right? You've been, y'all ever been in New York City? Yeah. Okay. So in Manhattan, you know, uh, old Rockefeller Studios, Baseline Studios was on 26th Street between 6th and 7th Avenue. I walked from 20, me and my friends walked from 26th Street to 42nd. I don't, I can't even remember the walk. (laughs) That's blocks. That's That's blocks. I can't remember the blocks. And the person I talked to for at least 10 of those blocks was Merce. Merce was the guy I was oh, on the phone man. with. Oh, Me and Merce had recorded. forgot about that. That album was that huge. Album. That so this is September 2003. I hadn't, rec- we hadn't recorded 316 yet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but we had been talking throughout the year. And so when I told him, I, I said, man, you'll never, you'll never believe it. I played beats for Jay-Z. And the first thing Merce said was, Oh, I guess we ain't doing the album. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> and, I said, and I said, nah, man, we're gonna do it. And so, and so the black album was released November 14th or 20th of uh 2003, one of the two. Mm-hmm. Merce came down six days later, and we started 316. Yeah. So that was kind of the beginning of me having a record on a major label. But me still working with Merce yeah, at the time was yeah. under, living legends. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Considered underground. Yeah. And I said, "Well, man, I can, I can live in both worlds at the same time, yeah. and still do what I do." Yeah. And so then Merce came, and then I started working with Daylight after that. Shortly after that, and then I got then I met Gene Gray, mm. and then I got the call I to do Destiny's Child. Yeah. So now I got Jay. Merce, Jean Grey, Dela, Beyonce. Mm, yeah. mm. Right? Did I do it right? Beyonce. <laughs> <laughs> so I got I got all so I'm like, yo, and so then Girl became my first official single with yeah. a video. Yeah. And then after that I worked with Buckshot. Oh damn. So I, I was like, I can be in both worlds. I don't have to be. You know, because all of the stuff that's up here, I didn't expect any of that. Mm. I expected me to be in underground and work. But then I started jumping, bam, 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 just jumping back and forth in the in one. I was in the metaverse, but we used to even talking about the metaverse, <laughs> man. I was living in two different universes. Um, but after the at J, one time, after the J placement, wasn't it like Fat Joe? Like yesterday's price is it was not today's price. price. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But I made it my point. For that that rule applied to the mainstream. Okay, I was listed. I was an A list producer 
at that time in the mainstream. Yeah. But if you come in and work with me and do an album, we just we just gonna get we just gonna get it. Mm-hmm. And we're gonna get it how we get it. Mm-hmm. And so I never charge Merce what I charge Destiny Child. I never charge Buckshot what I charge Destiny Child. Does it make sense? Mm-hmm. Um so I started to live in this, you know, and, and it's funny because I talked to I had a conversation with Alchemist a long time ago. Mm-hmm. And yes. and yes. you know, yeah. I just remember that conversation we have because and I started to see him do albums with one yeah. just one person. Now he's now he's killing it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Where when him and Freddie Freddie Gibbs were nominated for a Grammy. Yeah. So, you know, I was Murs, Gene, Gray, Buckshot. I did what, seven albums with Murs, one with two with Gene, you only heard one of them. Um Where's the other way I was about to on my computer, it's a joint call we did called the Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Um so that I did three with Buckshot. So all in a two, three year span, well, four year span. Why didn't the Phoenix the, drop? It never dropped. It just, it never just dropped. didn't. Yeah, I just got it on my computer. It's crazy. Are there it? any plans to drop it? Oh, oh, man, it? We did that record 2006, seven. That, yeah. That's a 15 year old album, man. Put it on Yeah, I was about to say, bro, like there was a point, it's like what, 08, 07, 08, my iPod was like 60%. Yeah. Ninth wonder. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Little brother. I think my little right. iPod was just ninth wonder. Like mm. little brother. Um and yeah. then the, the 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 albums that you do for like the Godson. Um, yeah, God which was also yeah. a mistake. God yeah. Stepson was a mistake. God Stepson, yeah. yeah. which I love more than Godson, by the way. Oh, like, that was a total that was a total. Why is it a mistake? How was it a mistake? It was a mistake. What I mean by a mistake was I didn't expect it to get as big as it got. Mm. I just did it, I I did it on a weekend. I did, I remixed it on a weekend. And my man from, um, his name's Ian Davis. He, um, from um, um, the West Coast, took it. And then he sent the cover back with, you know, with the head, yeah. you know, whatever. I said, bro, what is this, man? He said, let's call a God stepson. And it just mm. took off. And I said, wow, like, it took off. Yeah, it, it did. did, man. Yeah, nah, yeah. it was crazy. Because that's yeah, how Guru found out about you as well, man. Oh. Guru found out about me, um, Going to Fat Beats mm. in New York City, um, which is a vinyl store, of course. Yeah. And he heard a very bad, low quality of speed and whatever you say. Mm. And um, he actually went to Fat Beats to buy the album. Mm. And then he was playing it in the studio all early 2003. Just Blaze was coming in there. Kanye was coming in there. Yeah. And so that was his way of playing it so Jay can kind of hear it. You know mm. what I mean? So, but that was at a time where in the internet, you didn't know who was listening to your music. You kind of yeah. know now, you can track them, they got a profile. Yeah, yeah. You didn't know who was listening to your music in 2003. It was all a guessing game. And this mm-hmm. just so happens, Young Guru was one of those people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, man, it's crazy. Yeah, were, like I say, man, that was a, a great point was a in great my time. life. Yeah. Yeah. The genius for me is like the I don't think I have album, Phoenix bro. on my computer. Really? I can't remember. So probably yeah. might not even exist anymore. No, it exists. Oh, okay. it, it has is. to be backed up somewhere. Find it and yeah. put it out. Yeah, at least on I need another. I need another Jean Grey and Nike. Yeah. Uh, selfishly. Yeah, yeah. Phoenix, Phoenix is, is yeah. like one of Phoenix the greatest rap albums. Mm. Period. Phoenix is crazy. Yeah, yeah. Phoenix is crazy. I just want to ask now: when you were doing God Steps and did that sort of create some sort of relationship with you and Nas at all? No, nah. Nas in here too much years later. Many oh. years later, when he actually heard it, because again, mm-hmm. I, again, I didn't. 
it was selfish for me. I just wanted to hear him rapping on something else. So mm. I made the something else. Oh. But again, it got out mm. to the world and it became this like thing that has followed me since 2003, since I made it. Mm. I made it the first, first or second week of January, weekend of January 2003. Mm. That's when I made it. And it's now almost 20 years later. And people still, still <laughs> talking yeah. about God's stepson, man. It's yeah, crazy. Man. Yeah, remix albums are lit, man. Mm. And then um, Ninth Matic. Yeah, no, nah, listen. Um, I, there was a time in my life. Everybody <laughs> has times in their life. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't think I'm ever going to revisit. Mm. It, it, it's crazy. One time, though, what year was it? I think a couple years back, three, four years back. It was, a right, after, it was right after Damn. Kendrick texted me mm. and was like, man, why am I listening to you rapping on YouTube? I was like, what are you, what are you talking about? <laughs> he was like, man, you rap, man? Mm. I said, not really. He said, man, I love your voice, man. Mm. I was about, about to say to do that. something. I'm like, mm. <laughs> no, I'm not doing anything, Kendrick. But um, but yeah, that was, um, it's funny that he discovered that, but mm. yeah, it was something I started messing around with, man, just to see, and mm. some people loved it. Mm. I was surprised some people loved it. But that's, I ain't rapped in a long time, bro. Why not? You know what? <laughs> I, I just thought it was cool, man. You know, because Christ is still rhyming. Me and Christ start rhyming around the same time. Yeah. Mm. <clears throat> Crisis is still rapping. Shouts to Crisis. Mm. But um, yeah, I, yeah, I'm good. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, like, I, I just don't think that that's an itch that never stops. Yeah, itching. I was about yeah, to say. Yeah, I might get. I might help. You know, it. It's crazy. We um. We're still working on the the next Smith and Wesson album that we're working oh. on. Um, mm. The first one we did was called the All. Mm. This is the next one we're working on. Mm. And sometimes I get in and murmur like a like a cadence of some sort, mm. but I ain't putting no words to it. Mm. That's hard, man. Rapping is hard. <laughs> Well, so we basically, should tell more people that. Yeah. <laughs> more people need to hey, look, know. Man, hey, look, man. Everybody can rap. Listen, man, look, listen. I saw I saw a meme a couple of days ago saying everybody want to rap, but we need more electricians. Yep. Yep. We do, especially yeah. Yeah. Yep. Especially, especially here. Yeah. Oh, we need more. I'm, yeah, I'm gonna add man. everybody want a DJ, but we yeah. need more electricians. Yeah, that's even worse. Look, listen, yeah. that's even worse, man. We need more would electricians. I, would I be wild in saying that you turned down an offer to be on? The big steppers with Kendrick when he was asking you about you rapping. Did I turn down an offer for yeah. rapping? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like I said, this is three, four years ago. Oh. So I didn't know anything about no big steppers then. You know oh, what I mean? Okay. But I was like, nah, man. Like, nah. I didn't think he was serious. He was oh. just talking like, man, you rapping, man? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm rapping. Man, is how old is this? I say at this time. I was like, it's like eight years old. He's like, for real? Mm -hmm. Yeah, nah. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nah, man. <laughs> Well, now, how is it, like, uh, just the last question in terms of, like, you know, the people that you've also, like, basically helped groom, you know? Mm -hmm. How is it to watch, like, a rap city go from that to here as mm -hmm. well, mm -hmm. you know? And, and her to be basically one of the best lyricists in It's just an unbelievable right uh, sigh of relief for me and a weight off my shoulders. Because what you got to understand is running a label and having artists... They're looking for you. I mean, there's responsibilities on them some too. Mm. But they're looking for you to make, you're supposed to help me make it. Mm. You know what I mean? Yep. And so a lot of people, a lot of cats come up to me, man, I want to sign a jam. I'm like, 
<laughs> yo, it's, yo, it's Beth. Yeah, I'll be like, yo, it's Bethlehem over there, man. Ain't no room in the end over here, man. Mm-hmm. I'm like, it's it's because you're gonna come over here, you're gonna have to sit. Cause I got these people I gotta put on first mm-hmm. before I even get to you. You know what I mean? So that's this tough thing because when rap makes it, and now Ruben, that's two now. So you still got Heather, you got Swank and Draft, you got Q, you got Ian Kelly, you still mm-hmm. got, you know, my produ- my producers what he you still got a slew, a stable of artists and producers looking at me like, all right, man, like what's next? Mm-hmm. And and that's that's an unbelievable pressure. But I don't think people really understand. You know what I mean? But yeah. but rap making it was a sigh of relief for me. Ruben making was really this. It's like all right, I did it once. I did it again. Mm-hmm. Um, now I can see, now I'm gonna see if I can do it again. Yeah. And so. then with that said, just to run that thought up, it's they your artists look up to you, so. Do you, how much pressure do you then put on them for in terms of creative direction musically? Do you then feel like, okay, cool, if you're looking up to me, this is how we're going to do it? I mean, it's a balance. It, it, you know, mm. it's, if you let them have the artistic freedom at the same time, because artists mm. are going to think like, this is the feeling I want to get off. Yeah. This is the feel I want to do. I, this is the story I want to tell. Mm-hmm. Me as a producer, I'm like, yeah, all oh, that's cool, but mm. you got to be jamming, man. Like, yeah. what are we talking about? Like, I, I understand what you're trying to do, mm. but there's a... There's a a thin line between taking somebody where you want them to go, meaning artists to fans. Mm. Artists do things where they, you know, come in my world and see where my head is. That's cool, Mm. but your average fan might not be able to understand it. Mm. Maybe 20 years from now. Mm. But I think the the best version of we've seen of slowly bringing the fans along and they also expressed themselves artistically was OutKast. OutKast did that. I don't think anybody's done it like them. Yeah. To be able to push the envelope and not lose their audience. Yeah. Yeah. Let's think of. Yeah. I mean, we're out of yeah. time. I think we're out of time. Yeah. yeah. We're out of time. Um, thank you. We appreciate for, this. For sharing your yeah. time. Yeah. Thank you for the nugget on hip hop's history. And mm. I think that because that's how we get trolled here. Yeah. Mm. Why are you into this hip hop? It's just all American. It's, yeah, it's just, now we've got a. Yeah, yeah. No. It's quite African. It's from home. Yeah. It's definitely from like it's um. Just the idea of the griot and the bar traditions around the continent. I don't care what tribe you belong to, your ancestry belong to. I don't care what country we're talking about. In each tribe, as it goes, there was a there's a rite of passage for 13-year-olds. Am I correct by saying this? Like 12, 13, 14-year-old men, males. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. And and one of those things is you have to be able to tell the rest of your village or your tribe, what was going on in your tribe. It's like you were a scribe or a scholar. Mm, yeah. mm. You call them bar traditions, you call them griots, but you also call them truth sayers. Yeah. You're supposed to tell the truth yeah. about what's going on in your village. Yeah. Well, that got translated into the United States. If I'm from Atlanta, it is up to me as an Atlanta rapper to tell you what's going on in, in Atlanta. Atlanta yeah. mm. The problem is now, in, in tribes and in, in villages, you had to be able to tell the truth. Yeah. Now the question is, do rappers tell the truth? Open-ended question. That's a drop mic. And just yeah, like that. Yo, no, we need that. We need that nugget. That's the nugget. <laughs> Thank you so much. No problem, man. Thank you so much. Thank you. No problem, brother. This. We gonna be much appreciated. Out to yeah. the gig. It's a vibe, man. Yeah. yeah. My man. Yeah, I <laughs> Thank you, bro. I'm stealing this, man. <laughs> <laughs> you understand? Cool, man. 
Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cut off? Ba da ba ba ba.